Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, October 25. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and let's pray for today. Heavenly Father, just uh, want to thank you for today. Fresh uh, moments, a fresh moment with our family, with our loved ones, with our community, with work and school. God, I ask just uh, through all of this, as we reflect on this passage again and uh, another translation, may we may we still see uh, a new insight and may we still see new application in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are in the New International Version, the NIV today, Romans 13. First subtitle is Submission to Governing Authorities. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay your taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Love fulfills the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command— Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do, oh, subtitle, the day is near. And do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Hmm. Well, um, here's the question for today, uh, Thursday, October 25. If you were a PR guru, what narrative would you use to bring your home or city or church or relationships into a healthier space? If I were a PR guru. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you mean what would the message be? What would it be to get people to stop fighting and to be healthier? Would it would Well, what would be the message? What, what kind of story narrative would you, would you create uh, for any of these areas, whether it be a home or city or church, that would actually make us be a healthier space? Because right now, I, I quite candidly, I, I feel like our church – as a whole, um, is in, in a, a really terrible space. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a horrible space. And the difficulty is that people are people are not just disagreeing, people are actually angry. 
you know, they're, they're angry with each other, they're angry with, with leadership, and, and there's just a, a level of hostility that just, it's so distracting from life, right? And yet it is our life. Okay, I have something so kind of Pollyannish to oh, yeah, say, yeah. and then you can do yours, because I'm just going to say mine quickly, and then I'll be done. Uh, <laughs> so I have one that, that I kind of think about in general. It's uh-huh. not just for the church, but for the whole world. And this one would come from a perspective of someone who may or may not believe in God, who may just kind of not be sure about whether there is one or not. Mm. So I would say that in terms of looking at the world, I think, okay, here we are on this planet. And for all we know, we are totally alone in the universe. And the fact that we're here is, you know, a weird miracle. How did that even happen? And yet we spend all of our time, we waste all of our time killing each other, being destructive to each other and just doing things that are really pointless. And if you think about the vastness of the universe mm-hmm. and the tininess of us and the unlikelihood that any of us should ever exist, mm. just how tragic that is, just makes you want to throw up. So that would say that. And then the second thing <laughs> would be um, I, I, yeah. that in general, I think also with the church and with, you know how lucky we are to share the space that we do with the people that we cross I paths with? I know. You know, it's a fortunate thing to get to know people, to be welcomed into their lives to some extent, and to have that opportunity, I think we could make better use of it than we do. Then we often choose to exclude people rather than welcoming them in for dumb reasons. You know, when we don't really know, we make, we draw conclusions about people preemptively. So I think those two things, I mean, I can obviously preach this sermon to myself in addition to... (laughs) everybody else because I, f- I forget these things too but i think yeah life is is an incredible gift i think that actually that's the uh going back to your first illustration uh, i think it's, it speaks volumes to me because i think about just our history and how all authorities um eventually draw these lines create these tensions and war or disaster or something has to happen in order for uh, new authority assertions have to be made. And the problem is that, you know, men, and I say men because generally speaking, it's been men who've been always in the rooms or the tents or the places that make these decisions, decide this, and, and people die. And people die all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a disaster. I mean, people die whether it's war or whether it's just gang warfare or whether it's just violence. For or, dumb reasons. For the most stupid. And all the reasons are dumb ridiculous reasons. Reason. To take a life is always uh, a, a tragic thing. And so this is the tension that we have in a, in a kind of a messed up world. And then I look at the church and I think you're absolutely right that that it, it pains me to, to think about the people who are desperately looking I was talking to someone this week, um, and uh, they sent me a text and said, look, um, they just need some time to process some things, right? And so they needed some some kind of quiet reflection time, and then they'll reach out again. And I thought, no, actually, you, everybody needs some introspective and quiet time, but actually what that person needs, in my opinion, they need to go connect with somebody and we should be community. Well, you can see why people people feel the need. Oh, you know how sad I it know. is that people feel the need to get off of social media because it becomes oh, so toxic. I know. And you and think, it, if anything, shouldn't should other people bring it? Well, you know, I just read this play by John Paul Sartre this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's called No Exit, and really mm-hmm. the some of you will know it. But these three people end up in what is supposed to be hell. And hell is just this terrible room mm-hmm. where they just have to be there. And they, they slowly realize that they're are no implements of torture. There are no tortures. Mm-hmm. And one of them utters the line, hell is other people. That's mm-hmm. the famous line, but that comes out of this play. 
And I think that unfortunately we make it that way. You know, we don't have to, mm. but we do where we, people don't want to come to church because they're going to have to deal with the church people. I mean, how that's just terrible. Yeah. That was actually we do this, you, you know? Sent, you sent me that article the other day by, uh, I think it was by Jonathan Merritt, um, the New York Times article about how we don't have enough God language. Um, yeah, the people uh, don't know how to, they don't have the vocabulary. They don't have the vocabulary anymore to talk about God. And I thought it was a really good piece in the New York Times. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Yeah, and that I was think, just this last week, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. if you Google, it'll yeah. pop right up. It was, just, uh, it was just a good insight in the fact that actually uh, the words matter. Yeah the things that we say, the things that we place in our mind. And I think, again, uh, just coming back to this text in Romans 12, the last week, I mean, Paul was saying, you're renewed in your mind by the stuff that you put inside. And then in Romans 13, he says, well, if you're founded well um, and you have this kind of understanding, I think you're going to understand how to actually deal with authority, with the right kind of spirit. And and then you will you you can actually observe it, be as gracious as you can, Unless it goes against, and, and this is where the whole, the Bible has to be taken as whole. Because quite candidly, you could take this chapter here, and I've seen it done, uh, and you can quote these verses, and you can make it say whatever you want to say about oppressing people. Yeah. And it's can. been used to hurt people. Uh, and you could ask yourself, and this is why I, I begged, that the, I, you know, from the very beginning that I feel very strongly that it's not, it's got to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. And Jesus doesn't place these ideas for us to actually be oppressors of the, of the weak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the message of the gospel. So I look for this and I say, what is Paul doing here? Well, he's laying up some kind of journey inside for us and uh, challenging us to, to be these people. And so I think there's good things to reflect on. So, hey, our time's up. Let me uh, read this question one more time for us. If you were a PR guru, uh, what narrative would you use to bring your home or city or church or relationships into a healthier space? And we all need to do this in all these areas. Um, so think about one of those and, and try to work actively towards that. Talk with your friends about that, look after each other, and live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.